Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it. Hit the button. Switch for everything. You're listening to Aerial View worldwide on the internet. What kind of radio do you show this? I heard his voice on the tape and it really put the hook in there. Many, many times.
I was in Mr. Trump's office when the secretary announced there would be a massive dump. Mr. Trump responded by stating to the effect, wouldn't that be great? I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Oh, I could go for a milkshake right about now. Nice frosty milkshake. But, you know, I'll go without. That's fine. It's me, Chris T., here on the houndnyc.com, where you can hear a new aerial view every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, replays Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It also becomes a podcast, and lately I've been trying to do that on Friday, depending on uh, how quickly I can turn this motherfucker around. That's what it comes down to. Also, uh, every Sunday... New Hound Howls, the Hound back on the radio live, two hours, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, what is it, daylight time, standard time, I don't even know, 3 p.m., and then at 5 p.m., Mark and Miriam with the doo-wop chop shop of the air crashing the party, and I believe this Sunday they may have as their special guest, none other than the Hound, a little bit of log rolling going on here. On thehoundnyc.com. I think there should just there should be a podcast at this point because podcasting uh, there's a great deal of log rolling that goes on there. And pardon me if I'm uh, mansplaining what the hell log rolling is for those of you who think it has to do with lumberjacks or some damn thing. True, it does, but it's also when uh, people plug each other's product whatever it might be. So if I went on your talk show and talked about my book, and then you came on my talk show and talked about your book, well, that's an excellent example of log rolling. And uh, podcasting world is built on log rolling. So maybe I should just start a podcast and call it log rolling. And that's all, all you would do is just come on and plug your shit, and then vice versa. See what I'm saying? That's just one of my many podcast ideas. I'm always coming up with new podcast ideas. Uh, during vacation, I came up with cat skills versus people skills. And the idea on this show would be that cat owners who lived in the cat skills uh, would date. They, they would be single cat owners, hopefully, and they would date. Not necessarily other cat owners, by the way doesn't have to be could be dog owners could be no pet owners people who don't have any pets could be any other kind of pet doesn't have to be another cat owner what's that Raj don't like that idea why not what's wrong with it by the way the number here is 760-422-5528-760- I call AV. That area code is in Palm Beach, in case you're wondering. So if you want to take part in the program live, you could do that. Live line into the studio again, 760-I-CALL-AV. 760-422-5528. But cat skills versus people skills. On my Facebook page, I wrote this thing called uh, Podcasts That Either Already Exist or Will By The Time You Read This. 
And uh, so Catskills versus People Skills was on there. And the idea would be for cat owners from the Catskills to date. Or it could be cat owners dating people from the Catskills. That could be the other way you go. It doesn't really, doesn't really matter. Uh, but the idea would be to see if they're better at cats or better at people. And uh, I would encourage betting. Legally, of course. Legal betting. If at all possible. Always coming up with new podcast ideas. Because, you know, I feel there, if, you're, if we're only getting two to 3,000 new podcasts a month, it's not enough. Now, I called this particular uh, episode, I guess it's an episode, right, of Aerial View. I, I, I dubbed it Moon Age Daydream, because it's always easier, I find, if the show has a, has a name. You know, I could just call it Aerial, aerial View number 563, whatever number it might be. Something I should do the math and see how many I've done. It would be a lot. I might be frightened. Once I saw the math, I might have a bad reaction. Maybe it's best I don't see the math, is what I'm trying to say. 760-422-5528. I'm trying to find the thing I wrote about podcasts. Oh, here it is. Look at that. So, basically, start with anything that rhymes with pod, because that's always cute and clever. Podcast, which would be the sculpting and toning your body podcast. Codcast. The best fish and chips recipes. Huh? Is there a fish and chips podcast? I would venture to guess probably not. Although I know I'd be wrong. Somehow I know it actually exists already. But some shithead out there has been thinking real hard and thought, you know, you know what there what we don't have? Yeah, we don't have a fish and chips podcast. Let's create one. Yeah, mine would be Codcast. You don't need Cod, by the way, to make fish and chips, but that would be the first episode of Codcast. Other kinds of fish to make your fish and chips. Haddock. You're giving me a haddock would be the name of that episode of the Codcast. Oh, and then this next one was a little controversial because I said Dodcast. Two former high school classmates of hers dissect the work of New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. So that would be Dowdcast, not really. It doesn't really rhyme with pod. So someone out there who's a stickler for the details wrote to me and said, hey, "Yeah, really? Does that really rhyme? Does it does it really rhyme? If it's Maureen Dowd, Dowdcast." And then, uh, of course, Godcast, which would be about the supreme being or being supreme, your choice. Maybe even the Supremes. Modcast. Grab a handful of Bennies, your GS scooter, and join us on Carnaby Street. Modcast. Nodcast would, of course, be about getting better sleep. On Sodcast, Tom and Larry of New Hampshire Sod on lawns and more. Call in with your sod questions on Sodcast. Uh, Toddcast. Now, this I thought could be all things Rundgren. 
but it could also be all things Abramson. Why not? Any Todd. Just get him in there on the Toddcast. Um, other ideas I had for podcasts, any of you out there who were thinking of cashing in quickly in the world of podcasting, by the way, the, the way to make money in podcasting, by the way, is to help other people make their podcasts. See what I'm saying now? Uh, the first one was All Things Reconsidered, a daily deconstruction. I would like to do this show, actually, of the NPR show All Things Considered. So I would approach this like mystery science theater, essentially, and I would probably talk over All Things Considered while they were doing it. I would give my commentary, and that would become the podcast, see? All Things Reconsidered. And uh, believe me, there would be boatloads of snark on that show. Believe me. You take that to the bank. Then we got to Boat Anchor. And, and this was an idea I actually considered launching. I actually, ironically enough, it's called Boat Anchor, but it's the one I thought I could launch. Where And it would have to be less than 20 minutes. See, that's the only th- way I would do this. But for 20 minutes, I would talk to somebody, celebrity, non-celebrity, whomever, about the heaviest, most useless object they own. And now, before you say something you think is funny, like my husband, or something like that, it, it would have to be a thing, an actual actual object, not a person. But, you know, a thing. Because the idea of the podcast is I would come over to your house, we would stand in front of the thing, we would talk about it, and then at the end of the episode, uh, in a responsible way, we would dump it on an artificial reef somewhere. You know, I was just reading about uh, some countries using military equipment, old tanks, because tanks are really outmoded now. I don't know if you know, but tank battle is officially like a thing of the past at this point. Don't expect to see any more great tank battles in, 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 in this lifetime, or the next lifetime, or whatever comes after that. The mutant lifetime. That will happen. And I don't mean mutant in the way that Bob Grant used to say mutant. Not that kind of mutant. Different kind of mutant. I mean the mutant America that we're headed towards as the America that uh, I grew up with is uh, slowly destroyed. It's not that slow anymore. It's actually being quickly destroyed and replaced with God knows what. But this country decided let's take all these useless tanks because of course... The next war will be fought in cyberspace, and yesterday we all heard that uh, Russia in 2016 actually tried to hack in to all 50 states' elections machines. Any election machine in any state. We're holding steady at 50 states, by the way. We haven't added any lately. People keep suggesting it to add Puerto Rico. I keep wondering, what are they going to do about the, the flag, though? What about the flag? Where do they squeeze in that 51st star? It's going to look weird, isn't it? It's nice and and symmetrical now. Now what? One more star. Probably more important things to worry about. But Boat Anchor, I could see... I could really see Boat Anchor being a thing. You know, going viral, everybody's listening to it. Let's listen to Boat Anchor. Come on, let's listen to the latest episode. And I would be over uh, at Seth Rogen's house, or God knows who in his garage and he'd be explaining how he came to own this 
incredibly heavy, very stupid, God knows what. And uh, he keeps stubbing his toe on it, and it's got to go. Got to do something about it. And I think those origin stories would be interesting. And I think the sounds, especially at the end when you throw the damn thing, and again, responsibly, throw it on an artificial reef somewhere would be, would be fantastic. Get a lot of fun out of that one. And then, uh, of course, because I was going alphabetically because I am Greek. Cat skills versus people skills. I told you about that one. What about this one? Corny Island. On the show, Corny Island. Uh, this would, by the way, be sponsored by the Iowa Corn Council. It's a podcast featuring the corniest jokes ever. That's that's all it is. Very low concept. Very simple. But you get that sponsorship. Oh, yeah. What if the Iowa Corn Council says, we'll pay you in corn, by the way? How's that? I like this one. And by the way, this is one of the ones that I think probably already exists. And I'm not going to bother searching for any of these. So please, feel free. If you want to go searching to see if any of these actually exist, feel free. I, 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 I have other things to do. Hot dog cart guy. Hot dog cart guy is a guy with a hot dog cart, and he's attached a couple of microphones to it and a recording device. By the way, if any hot dog cart people out there listening, I know I called it hot dog cart guy, and that's probably sexist, and I apologize. By the way, anybody could run a a hot dog cart these days. It doesn't matter what your gender, uh, what your orientation, what your, your race. Doesn't matter what God you worship or don't worship. We're all gonna be end up. We're all gonna end up selling do- hot dogs. Don't worry about it. We'll all be around the perimeter of park, jostling for position, uh, killing each other over the best space because all the jo- all the jobs will be gone. See, so we'll all be like, "That's my spot. I'm here every week. What are you doing? Get out of there! Get out of there!" Where the hell was I? Oh, I like uh, so the heart heart dog, uh, hot dog cart show. By the way, I'll, I'll I'll just rename it right now. Get rid of the guy. It's now the hot dog cart show. And again, I am not going to be surprised when it turns out this thing already fucking exists. I will not be shocked in the slightest. But it'd have to be an aerial. It'd have to be a place like New York. And by the way, there is no place like New York. So, New York, right? Where you're going to have the widest cross section, the biggest swath of people coming through. Like, let's say the guy I used to buy my hot dogs from. There were two hot dog carts. One was on 49th and 6th, and the other one was on 58th and 6th. Or actually, it was on the south. Uh, one was on the south side of 49th, and the other one was on the north side. It, w- it wasn't even 50th Street. A uh, couple of microphones up there. People come by. He just talked to them. Podcast. Next thing you know. And then uh, here, alphabetically, we're up to M. We went from H to M. My Uncle the Asshole is the name of this show. So on this one, find some uh, 14-year-old who's pretty, uh, pretty good on mic. 
you know by the way these ideas they're mostly of the audio variety they're they, they're they're not there's no video here you you could do video with the boat anchor show by the way that would be good video the rest of these i'm not sure video is entirely necessary but my uncle the asshole 14 year old who basically thinks their uncle is an asshole and and wants to talk about that uncle and the uncle might even be on the podcast, but it's that's not also not necessary. Uh, the friends of the 14-year-old are like, yeah, your uncle's an asshole, you know that? And then they talk about the uncle. Uh, so that's my uncle, the asshole. Straight white male, M-A-I-L. This is a show that focuses on anything sent in a number 10 business envelope. Could be invoices, bills, checks, etc. And if you think... It's a really bad idea for a podcast to go look at some of the ideas that are being launched as we speak for podcasts. I wouldn't say that's the worst. Let's just put it that way. And then this is one I thought about on vacation. Sweet T and I, we went up to the mountains. Uh, we got all bug bit and sunburnt. We laid out by the pool. We went in the pool, went out of the pool, went back in the pool, went out of the pool. Then in the afternoon, try to get up enough energy to go get something to eat, meet up with somebody, drive around the back roads, taking in the greenery, the fresh mountain air. Oh, it was something. And then coming back here, of course, to find the street all ripped up and the work crews going and the worst thing that's ever been invented, the backup alarm going off constantly because the backup alarm is the by the way the stupidest thing ever invented you know the backup alarm came out of the northwest logging territory because some some shithead behind the wheel of a, of a logging truck backed over some yuts who uh, walked behind it didn't realize it was backing up so ever since then for the rest of the time and this is like 1960 something when this guy with this logging company invents this thing the backup alarm right and ever since then, we've all had to suffer through it. Beep, 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 beep. So, you know, I was listening to this all day today around the corner. And, and it's always best when you can get several of these fucking things going at the same time. Because they just, they start to, you know, get all dissonant with each other. They just, they just start to sound really weird. Beep, beep, beep. And so when I went uh, to where I had to go today, I'm driving and I look and, there, and there's like two cops standing behind the vehicle backing up, basically keeping people from walking behind the vehicle that's backing up. Okay. Meanwhile, it's beeping like crazy. It's driving everyone insane with this nonstop, incessant, discordant beeping. And there's two people back there essentially destroying the reason why this vehicle even has a backup alarm. There's just, I really want to, if there's any, you know, before I shuffle off this mortal coil, if there's one thing I can do, and, and that's to get rid of these goddamn things, I would consider that like my debt to society. I would look at that as something I had done for society that was pretty damn good. Because admit it. If you live anywhere near where there's just constant work going on, constant renovation, constant construction, 
constant repair of infrastructure, there isn't a day that goes by that you don't have to listen to one of those goddamn things. Beep, 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 beep. Because one yutz got run, got backed over in the in the early '60s. See, we've been having to put up with this shit ever since because of that one yutz. I'm be honest with you, and you're gonna find this. You're gonna think this is cynical. You're gonna think it's horrible. I apologize. I'd be willing to lose like six or seven people a year who who are stupid enough to walk behind a vehicle that's backing up just to get rid of these things, just to be done with them. I would swap those six or seven people. That's terrible. I feel terrible saying it. But, but those things work on my nervous system in a way that few other things do. I digress by the way, because I have one more item on my list of uh, podcasts that either already exist or will by the time you hear this. And this one, uh, I was saying, came up on vacation, because on vacation we we saw a lot of deer. Deer, 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 deer everywhere. And and new deer, fawns, little, little cute little fawns could barely stand up like Bambi. So I thought, what makes a deer tick? Would be a great name for a podcast. And uh, I would find some naturalists. It'd be better if they were related, by the way. If you, if you know of any brother, sister, sister, brother, naturalists, please give us a call here at Aerial View at 760-422-5528. I, f- I feel like now I've just given away these ideas, and now somebody out there is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to do that show, you'll see. What makes a deer tick? The naturalists, and again, if, if, if they're related, that'd be great. They fawn over all things dear to them. Get it? They fawn over all things dear to them. So, a couple of naturalists talking about deer. Now, whether or not these would be vegetarian naturalists who wouldn't get into the subject of venison, that's, that's a question to be answered further down the road. And not right now. But if you need help producing any of these ideas, call me. Reach out to me here at Aerial View at 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. And you know, it's it's uh, we're already almost halfway into the show. I haven't even gotten to the meat of the matter. Speaking of venison, I am looking at an, uh, an audio file that is six hours and one minute long. It's an MP3 that I recorded uh, on Wednesday of Robert Mueller testifying before Congress. And uh, I was riveted by this. I, ha- I-, I made sure I was home, made sure I was by a television. I-, I could not look away. Every moment of it I found compelling. And uh, I guess the worst part of living in the era, the Trump era, because at one point uh, Robert Mueller referred to Donald Trump as a trimp, which I thought is a good, you know, maybe we should all start using that, trimp. Living in the trimp era, as as we all are, and, you know, all these articles coming out last week about how statistically, because of the electoral college, Donald Trump could lose the popular vote, but Donald Trump could lose the popular vote by 5 million votes and still 
win the Electoral College, squeaking out victories in the Rust Belt states. It's all about white working class voters apparently in the Rust Belt, meaning like uh, Wisconsin, let's face it. It's, I mean, Rust Belt of one state, I guess, because it's all coming down to Wisconsin, supposedly. To the voters in Wisconsin who had voted for Obama, but then this Donald Trump comes along and they're like, ooh, I like what this guy said. You know what I like even more than what he's saying? I like that he's saying it because it's what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking, and he's just telling it like it is. And I, I can't stand politicians anymore. I can't stand the way they just lie and lie and lie and they say all this crap that isn't true. I hate it. By the way, this is not how people from Wisconsin sound, I'm sure. I'm positive. I've only been to Wisconsin a couple of times. Every time I manage, it's like when I go to Dallas. Like when I'm in Dallas and I apologize to the people of Dallas and the people of Texas, I can't not bring up the subject of JFK and the assassination of JFK. And uh, I, <laughs> I should really work on that. I don't know when I'll be back in Dallas again, so I'm not that worried about it. I used to go to Dallas every year. They had a big truck show down there. It's coming up, as a matter of fact, in August. Uh, the Great American Trucking Show. And it would compete with the biggest truck show of the year every year, the Mid-America Trucking Show. And uh, that one's in Louisville. And then the one in Dallas. Dallas in August, by the way, is not something I'm longing to experience again. Uh, so it's okay if I don't, if I don't go. Um, but... But, ah, yes, it's everyone's got a big but. Let's talk about yours. Um, this is Aerial View on the houndnyc.com. And, uh, oh, finally, here it is, the file. I've been waiting for this thing to open. It's so long, it's taken forever to open. But, uh, yeah, the, the people of Wisconsin, please hear me out on this. Donald Tripp is uh is a liar too i know you thought it was good that he's not a politician and he's telling it like it is he wasn't telling it like it is he was lying and he's he's been lying his whole life he's lied to himself he's lied to everybody he knows at this point he can't tell the truth from a lie if you held his hand over an open flame if you did uh one of those things who is that guy Remember, held his hand over the open flame? It'll come to me. But it's not important. What's important, people of Wisconsin, is he lied to you, too. Because that's all he does. He lies like other people breathe. He thinks he's a self-made man, for instance. This is just one of the big lies. But as it turns out, he actually got a lot of money from his father. And if he had just invested that money wisely, he probably would have more money today than what he actually has from all of his quote-unquote businesses because he's actually a terrible businessman. Goes bankrupt constantly, doesn't pay his debts. Uh, if you ran a business like him, you'd be in jail is what it comes down to. But protected by the great wealth of his father, 
He hasn't yet had to pay any consequences for any of the things he's done. He may never have to pay consequences for what he's doing to America, by the way, because he's he's systematically uh, dismantling it. And uh, if you watched Mueller testify on Wednesday, and if you've read the Mueller report, which I, I am reading the Mueller report. I can't say I've read it in its entirety, but I am reading it. And if you heard what Robert Mueller had to say on Wednesday, the stark warning he gave about how Russia um, systematically uh, meddled in our elections and tried to um, change the way that things went down. And by the way, I'm one of those people who believe they did change the way things went down. It was a successful meddling. And uh, the the statistics that Facebook, the people from Facebook testified to in front of Congress, or actually in the Mueller report where they talk about how uh, all these fake uh, Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts and Twitter accounts that were set up by the IRA, which is the cyber warfare arm of the Russian army, uh, they reached 139 million Americans, I should say. It's possible that 139 million Americans saw some of this uh, fake things. And by the way, they, they, in, a, in a building, a couple of buildings probably in Russia somewhere, there were there's just teams upon teams of people who sit around and figure out ways to, uh, to get onto social media in the United States and fuck with shit is what they do. That's their, the official... That's that's what the Russian army wants them to do. They basically say in Russian, go in there and fuck with shit. And uh, they had a very, the they, it was a very clear mission in 2016. Uh, denigrate Hillary Clinton, run her down in any way you can, make her uh, appear like she's dying, whatever you need to do, just run her down endlessly. And at the same time, uh, praise Donald Trump, praise, praise, praise him, talk about how great he is, blah, blah, blah. So that's what these no-goodniks in Russia did. And you all people of Wisconsin, if I'm still talking to you, you kind of went for it. I hate to say. You kind of fell for it. But it's not too late. There's another election coming up. And if you're feeling embarrassed about the way that you've been hornswoggled and the way you've been taken by this grifter con man who never did an honest day's work in his entire life, and who was born on third base thinking he hit a triple, if you would like to stick it to him because he is now the man, whether or not he ever thought he was the man, and he's been the man for many, many years now, by the way. If you look up white privilege in a textbook, there will be a picture of Donald Trump next to the definition. That's This, it, this guy is it when it comes to white privilege. And I know you're white and you're despairing and you're dying of deaths, of despair and you're dying in your 50s from opioid abuse because everything sucks and people are stupid and you don't have any work and he told you is that what's bothering you bunky there's always a point where i feel like the old philosopher there's always a point where i'm like you gotta i gotta play and the monkey wrapped his tail around the flagpole is that what's bothering you bunky you're dying of deaths of despair and the manufacturing jobs are going away. Well, it's going to get worse. I hate to tell you. It's going to get worse because Donald Trump does not have a plan to address any of the stuff that's coming down the pike. 
the loss of more jobs through automation and AI and robotics and uh, the general malaise that's headed our way already. The job numbers are ticking downward already. The Chinese economy is uh, conflating. And uh, the, the U.S. economy is slowing down, they're saying now. Americans still spending at a, quote, healthy clip, unquote. So you read into that what you will. But, you know, the more I read the news, and I mostly read the news. I don't really watch the news because we got rid of our cable package because it was ungodly expensive. And now we just do uh, streaming. So my news mostly comes to me through subscriptions to the New York Times, for instance, what I see on Facebook that isn't bullshit. And And the more I read it, the less I want to read it. I'm getting to that point where I'm like, oh, God, you know, I just can't take it anymore. Can't take it anymore. Because everything's gotten so goddamn stupid. And then I just start to feel like, oh, am I one of these people? Is is, Is this a point that everybody reaches on their journey towards, you know, merging with the infinite? Does everybody at some point go and say to themselves, why is everything so stupid now? Why? I just want to know. Because that's where I'm at. I'm at that point, people of Wisconsin. And boy, I really, I should write an open letter to the people of Wisconsin. I, I You know, when I was hearing what I was hearing the other day about how crucial Wisconsin is going to be in the 2020 election, that really, if you take Wisconsin, you pretty much are going to be president, right? And I'm thinking, maybe I should just drop everything. Between now and the election, just go to Wisconsin. Hell, I'd even move there. I would just drive around in a car. And on top of the car, there'd be a big sign. And I'd have a megaphone on the car. And I would drive around. People of Wisconsin. Donald Trump lied to you. He's a grifter and a con man. He was born on third base thinking he hit a triple. He's a terrible businessman. You have a chance to change this. Vote for anybody but him. No, that's not true. Don't vote for anybody but him. Don't vote for the third-party candidate again. Please, dear God, Jill Stein, do not vote for her. This man has to be removed from office because even though today the Democrats inched ever closer towards the idea of impeachment because of what Mueller had to say two days ago, mostly, I, I, I don't hold your breath thinking that's going to happen. Not it's not going to happen. They're not. But 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 when I say it's not going to happen, I mean they're not going to impeach Donald Trump because the Republicans are just complete ass lickers at this point. They're just complete. They just they they just walk up behind Donald Trump. They plant their face in his ass and they just say to him, "Please start farting and don't ever stop farting." I love the smell of your farts. Let me smell some more. That's essentially what they do with this guy. And uh, they did it. Oh, they did it to great display on Wednesday. You know, I know I'm running out of road, by the way. We got like 20 minutes left of the program. I haven't played any of the Mueller stuff. So I'm going to try it right now. And I'm going to try uh, jumping around on this very long file. 
So please bear with me as I leap around and just see what the hell we have, and I'll try to comment on it. Wow, six hours of this crap. He was innocent. Those are the facts. Here's one of the bootlickers. Russia meddled in the 2016 election. The president did not conspire with the Russian, and nothing we hear today will change those facts. But one element of this story remains. The beginnings of the FBI investigation. <sighs> I look forward to Mr. Mueller's testimony about what he found during his review of the origins of the investigation. In addition, the inspector general continues to review how baseless gossip can be used to launch an FBI investigation against a private citizen and eventually a president. Those results will be released and we will need to learn from them to ensure government intelligence and law enforcement powers are never again used and turned on a private citizen or a potential or political candidate as a result of the political leanings of a handful of FBI agents. The origins and conclusions of the Mueller investigation are the same things, what it means to be American. Every American has a voice in our democracy, so it must protect the sanctity of their voice by combating election interference. Every American enjoys the presumption of innocence and guarantee of due process. If we carry nothing, anything away today, it must be that we increase our vigilance against foreign election interference while we ensure our government officials don't weaponize their power against the constitutional rights guaranteed to every U.S. citizen. Finally, we must agree that the opportunity cost here is too high. The months we have spent investigating from this dice fail to end the border crisis or contribute to the growing job market. Instead, we have gotten stuck and it's paralyzed this committee and this house. And as a side note, every week I leave my family and kids. Oh, Jesus Christ. Things to me to come to this place because I believe this place is a place where we can actually do things and help. Oh, them. my God. Six and a half years ago, I came here to work on behalf of the people of the Ninth District in this country. And we accomplished a lot. Wherever that is, years, that let's just nuke it. Bases with many of my friends across no, the I don't mean that. With me today. However, this year, because the majority's dislike of this president and the endless hearing into a closed investigation have caused us to accomplish nothing except talk about the problems of our country while our border is on fire in crisis and everything else is stopped. And then he went and blew the devil right after this. Oh. What we need today is to let that truth bring us confidence. See, now, hope. this is the, uh, like, I got to get this guy's name. So let's see. Let's go to the it beginning. It is now my pleasure to recognize the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, the gentleman from Georgia, Mr. Collins, for his opening statement. Mr. College, it's your turn Thank to you, speak now. Thank you, Mr. Mueller, for being here. For two years... All right, so this horse shit, let me, allow me to interpret this horse shit. What this guy is essentially saying is we don't care how crooked Donald Trump is. We don't care how in the pocket he is of Russia. We don't care that his campaign staff, his family, essentially uh, aided and abetted by Julian Assange, who uh, was fed material directly from the Russians, who hacked into computer systems in the United States of Democrats to steal emails. We don't care that uh, that whole situation is what led to Donald Trump becoming president. We don't care about the Russian influence scheme on social media. We don't care that every day this guy proves uh, his white supremacy. He proves his total ineptitude. He proves his uh, complete um, and utter abandonment of anything like a moral... Uh, or ethical guiding principle of the United States, uh, we don't care about any of that. You know what we care about? We care about tax cuts. 
uh, for the wealthy. We care about shifting ever more ungodly amounts of money from the people who could least afford it to the people who can most afford it. We care about uh, putting a further lock on our power so we never have to be out of power so that we'll always be in power so we could always make the system work for us and only us. That's all we care about and we don't care about anything else. We don't care about you and we don't care about him. Uh, we just want to keep this party going as long as possible because we're making coin, see? And that's really all that matters because that's what America is. It's all about making coin. And oh well. His dislike of this president. Mr. Mueller is accompanied by his by counsel, Aaron Zebley. Here comes Mr. Mueller. To the best of your knowledge, information. The, uh, and Ranking Member Collins and the members. I kept of trying to think, like, who does this guy remind me of? He reminds me of somebody. As you know, in May 2017, the acting attorney general asked me to serve as special counsel. I undertook, undertook that role because I believed that it was of paramount interest to the nation to determine whether a foreign adversary had interfered in the presidential election. As the acting attorney general said at the time, the appointment was necessary in order for the American people to have full confidence in the outcome. My staff and I carried out this assignment with that critical objective in mind, to work quietly, thoroughly, and with integrity so that the public would have full confidence in the outcome. Good luck with that, Bob. The order appointing me as special counsel directed our office to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. I know it would help this. This included investigating any links or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. It also included investigating efforts to interfere with or obstruct our investigation. Throughout the investigation, I continually stressed two things to the team that we had assembled. First, we needed to do our work as thoroughly as possible and as expeditiously as possible. It was in the public interest for our investigation to be complete and not to last a day longer than was necessary. Hey, I got to interrupt Robert Mueller. Second, the investigation... Some breaking news. The Supreme Court has ruled that Donald Trump can use... Uh, Defense Department funds to build parts of a wall at the southern border. Oh, man, things have just gotten better, haven't they? This fucking idiot is going to start building this fucking wall so he could say to his supporters, See? I'm building the wall. See? Look at me. I'm building the wall. I'm a builder. It's what I'm doing. I'm building the wall. Keep him out. Oh, God. When will this be over? Won't someone take a lamp or a bottle or something and end this? For those matters, I stress that the indictments contain allegations and every defendant is presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. All right. So now I really got to jump around. The criminal charges we brought. We're running out of road. As required by Justice Department regulations. Wish it into the cornfield. Please, son, wish it into the cornfield. Please. At the conclusion of our investigation. All right. The report set forth the results of our work and the reasons for our charging. Here we go. Just going to jump around this file. Stand by. Activities. We did not address collusion, which is not a legal term, 
Yeah, you moron. Rather, we focused on whether the evidence was sufficient to charge any member of the campaign. All right. So they didn't find any evidence. Guess what? Because the evidence was destroyed, probably. We decided we would not make a determination. Just because they didn't find the evidence doesn't mean the evidence doesn't exist. A further word about my appearance today. All right. Yeah. Concerning investigative information and decisions. Ongoing matters within the Justice Department. So here Mueller is saying, I'm not going to talk about the stupid Steele dossier. Don't ask me. We scrutinized every word. Do not intend to summarize or describe the results of our work in a different way in the course of my testimony today. And as I said on May 29th, the report is my testimony, and I will stay within that text. All right, great. Just great. And as I stated in May, I will not comment on the actions of the Attorney General or of Congress. I was appointed as a prosecutor, and I intend, intend to adhere to that role and to the department standards that govern it. All right, and now we joined today by Deputy Special Counsel let's Aaron proceed Zebley. to try to uh, has extensive experience smear as a this federal guy. prosecutor for five minutes. Director Mueller, the president has repeatedly claimed that your report found there was no obstruction. Oh, this is good stuff. That it completely and totally exonerated him, but that is not what your report said, is it? Correct. That is not what the report said. Now, reading from page two of volume two of your report that's on the screen, you wrote, quote, if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state. Based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, however, we are unable to reach that judgment. Close quote. Now, does that say there was no obstruction? No. In fact, you were actually unable to conclude the president did not commit obstruction of justice. Is that correct? Well, we, uh, uh, at the outset, uh, determined that we, uh, when it came to the, uh, the, the president's culpability, uh, we, needed to, uh, we, needed, we needed to go forward only after taking into account the OLC opinion that indicated that a president, a sitting president, cannot be... Uh, indicted. So the report did not conclude that he did not commit obstruction of justice. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. What about total exoneration? Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. Your report expressly states that it does not exonerate the president. It does. And your investigation actually found, quote, multiple acts by the president that were capable of exerting undue influence over law enforcement investigations, including the Russian interference and obstruction investigations. Is that correct? Correct. Now, Director Mueller, can you explain in plain oh, terms this what thing that would finding have been so much means better so the American people can understand Some sound it? effects. Well, uh, the finding indicates that uh, the president uh, was not... Uh, hmm, yes. That the president was yes. not exculpating... Yes. Exculpated. Yeah. Uh, for the acts that uh, he allegedly committed. In fact, you were talking about incidents, quote, in which the president sought to use his official power outside of usual channels, unquote, to exert undue influence over your investigations. Is that right? That's correct. Now, am I correct that on page seven of volume two of your report, you wrote, quote, the president became aware that his own conduct was being investigated in an obstruction of justice inquiry. At that point, the
the president engaged in a second phase of conduct involving public attacks on the investigation, non-public efforts to control it, and efforts in both public and private to encourage witnesses not to cooperate with the investigation, close quote. So President Trump's efforts to exert undue influence over your investigation intensified after the president became aware that he personally was being investigated? I'll stick with the language that you have in front of you. Which, hmm. which okay. comes from page seven, volume two. Yeah, read it, read it. Now, is it correct that if you concluded that the president committed the crime of obstruction, you could not publicly state that in your report or here today? Can you repeat the question, sir? Is it correct that if you had concluded that the president committed the crime of obstruction, you could not publicly state that in your report or here today? Well, I would say uh, you uh, mm -hmm. I could. Uh, the mm -hmm. statement would be the, the, that you would not indict, and you would not indict because uh, mm -hmm. under the OLC opinion, uh, a sitting mm -hmm. president, <coughs> excuse me, cannot yeah. be indicted. Yeah. Be <laughs> so you could not state that because of the OLC opinion. That been your opinion. OLC opinion, uh, some guide, yeah. But under DOJ, under Department of Justice policy, the president could be prosecuted for obstruction of justice crimes after he leaves office. Correct. True. Thank you. Did any senior <laughs> White House official refuse a request to be interviewed by you and your team? I don't believe so. Well, I take, let me take that back. I, I would have to look at it, but I'm not certain nope. that, that was the case. Take backsies? Did the president refuse a request to be interviewed by you and your team? Yes. Is it true that you tried for more than a year to secure an interview with the president? Yes. And is it true that you and your team advised the president's lawyer that, quote, an interview with the president is vital to our investigation? Close yes. Quote? Yes. And is it true that you also... St quote, stated that it is in the interest of the presidency and the public for an interview to take place, close quote? Yes. But the president still refused to sit for an interview by you or your team? True. True. And did you also ask him to provide written answers to questions on the 10 possible episodes of obstruction of justice crimes involving him? Yes. Did he provide any answers to a single question about whether he engaged in obstruction of justice crimes? I would have to check on that. I'm not certain. Director Mueller, we are grateful that you are here to explain your investigation and findings. Having reviewed your work, I believe anyone else who had engaged in the conduct described in your report would have been criminally prosecuted. Your work is vitally important to this committee and the American people because no one is above the law. Um, and now mm -hmm. and now All right. The, uh, that was Adam Schiff, obviously. Oh, Thank Mr. You, Collins sir. gets and us talking. We're again. moving. I know. Understand. And just reiterating the five-minute rule, Mr. Mueller. I have several questions, many of which that you just answered will be con uh, questioned here in a moment. But I want to lay some foundation, so we'll go through these fairly quickly. I'll, I'll talk slowly. I'm said that I talk fast. I will talk slowly. Thank you, sir. In your press conference, you stated any testimony from your office would not go beyond our report. We chose these words carefully. The work speaks for itself. I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. Do you stand by that statement? Yes. Since closing the special counsel's office in May of 2019, have you conducted any additional interviews or obtained any new information in your role as special counsel? In the, in the, in the wake of the report? Since the, since the closing of the office in May of 2019. And uh, the question was... Have you conducted any, any new interviews and any new witnesses, no. anything? And you can confirm you're no longer special counsel, correct? I am no longer special counsel. At any time of the investigation, was your investigation curtailed or, curtailed or stopped? Curtailed. Or hindered? No. 
Oh, this is painful. Listed this out in your yes. report, correct? Yes. yes. Thank you. Is it true the evidence gathered during your investigation, uh, given the questions that you have just answered, is it true the evidence gathered during your investigation did not establish that the president was involved in the underlying crime related to Russian election interference as stated in volume one, page seven? We found uh, insufficient uh, evidence of uh, uh, the president's culp culpability. Uh, so that would be a yes. Without, I'm pardon? That would be a yes. Yes. That's, thank you. Isn't it true the evidence did not establish that the president or those close to him were involved in the charged Russian computer hacking or active measure conspiracies or that the president otherwise had we, unlawful We found insufficient evidence of his culpability. It's not really correct. the same as a yes. I leave the answer to the, uh, our report. So as a yes. Is that any true? Your investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with Russian government. Uh, is. Wow. In the colloquial context, are collusion and conspiracy or a term of art one of your report you wrote as defined. I, uh, I, I uh, leave it with the uh, report. So the report says yes, they are synonymous. Yes. Hopefully for finally, out of your own report, we can put to bed your associate. So would that sound about right? Uh, I, I can't say. I, I, I understand the statistic and uh, I believe it. You know, I understand the statistic. Well, Mr. Miller, I appreciate your being here and your report. From your testimony and the report, I think the American people have learned several things. First, the Russians wanted Trump to win. Second, the Russians went on a sweeping cyber influence campaign. The Russians hacked the DNC and they got the Democratic game plan for the election. The Russian campaign chairman met with Russian agents and repeatedly gave them internal data polling, and messaging in the battleground states. So while the Russians were buying ads and creating propaganda to influence the outcome of the election, they were armed with inside information that they had stolen through hacking from the DNC and that they had been given by the Trump campaign uh, chairman, Mr. Manafort. My colleagues will probe the efforts undertaken uh, to keep this information from becoming public, but I think it's important for the American people to understand the gravity of the underlying problem that your report uncovered. And with that, Mr. Chairman, I would yield back. Oh, God. All right. Listen, I'm out of road. I can't listen to any more of this shit, but it's out there morning, if you want to hear it. Uh, if you'll let me quickly just go summarize find it. your opening statement this All morning. Right? You said in volume one on the you'll, issue of you'll find it. the special counsel... And uh, I'll be back again next Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on thehoundnyc.com. Hound Howl, 3 p.m. Sunday. Crashing the Party, 5 p.m. Sunday. And happy birthday to Mick Jagger. Uh, I think he's 105 today. This show will replay on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and then becomes a podcast. It might even become a podcast tonight. Who the hell knows? I don't know. But thanks for listening, and I'll see you again next week. On Aerial View. And if you find some time, if you have six hours, six and a half hours to spare, uh, listen to the entire Mueller hearings. I thought it was fascinating. And uh, spend some money, get the Mueller report, download it on your electronic reading device, and read it. It's really uh, required reading at this point. And uh, thehoundnyc.com. Chris T., Aerial View. Find me on Facebook. Facebook.com slash call aerial view.
give me 